Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about the subject of letting go. Yes, uh, what was tonight again? You let go of it already? Yes, yeah, see how easy it is? It's the hanging on that seems to be what troubles us so. In life, anyone's brain does this. If there's something upsetting you, it won't shut off. So a lot of letting go is recognizing the techniques, which we'll talk about on the show, the techniques of letting go. And uh, Mary's um, created such a brilliant candle, as she always does. Well, uh, this was just a little something I threw together for New Year's. It's got sage oil in it, as well as a little bit of pine and a little bit of orange. And it's designed to clear and to let go. To let so go. did you want to light that? Yeah, let's do the <laughs> so ceremonial lighting of a candle, okay. which is something we'd love to show everyone, since I don't know how well known that is. So you center yourself and you release. And we've uh, had so much use of crystals, then you can hold a crystal in one hand while you light it with the other. But it's the clarity of thought when you ignite, because your, your candles are so brilliant, because the um, you meditate while the wax is uh, you have rung the crystal bowls while the wax is uh, hardening. And so yeah, the many different iterations. But yeah. in essence, whatever that command is, when the wax is hardening, by lighting it, the fire converts it back into light. So. And it's very efficient to bring it into the reality, mm -hmm. not to mention the oils uh, in mm -hmm. the air you're breathing. And the sage, sage oil, as many people know, burning sage is a good clearing thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I got the idea to... Um, personally in my life for many years doing it in, in candle form because it doesn't have the smoke, but yet you're still doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what shall we do next? Uh, just uh, what did you you're center it up, I would think. And, uh, well, you want to hold it up? Sure, either way, and I'll just set it down when it's lit. Okay, so I, clear I do, you just need to get a little bit closer here. Okay, clear your mind and let, let go. There we go. Okay. And just take the few moments to meditate and allow the light to penetrate the field. And so ceremony is very important in, with what it is we do here in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, no one quite understands ceremony. There's the ceremony of brushing your teeth. Uh, the ceremony of uh, stopping for a red light, assuming it's red, all mm. kinds of things. And we, yeah. We've for years done the opening of <laughs> the third eye ceremony, and that candle works really well, let me tell you, because I can see very clearly your third eye, mm. um, which might be normal at some point, but it is definitely what we do. So the idea of letting go, let's first look at the idea of hanging on, which we're also good at. And we hang on because we're upset. And we're upset because we're not uh, accepting the situation. We're not allowing it to be what it is. We are just bent on manipulating the situation, um, which doesn't make it possible for you to let go of it. So the technique, my go-to technique, when the thing comes up a second time, a third time, is to recognize um, very carefully that Absolutely everything that happens is in, our, in our life is on our side. It is a matter of time until we recognize 
just how on our side things are. Now the length of time is what's very interesting because at the first uh, we react and then much later on we respond. And I've maintained for years that it is the words we think in that separates the reaction from the response. Um, so betrayal would, if you recognize the love in betrayal, then the betrayal means that you're free. That's what it meant. That's the thing. But that can take years to recognize that what we had called a betrayal was actually being set free. And the, the years are characterized by assorted forms of hatred in that um, you, first of all, hate the other person for being who they really are. And then you hate yourself for not recognizing that they were that way. And then everyone hates you because you keep talking about this. So the idea of uh, just cutting straight to the, so the reaction to the um, uh, response takes very little time if you think in a different way. But it <coughs> well, does yeah. come down to recognizing love in it. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not sure I um, am actually responding directly to that, but um, oh, whatever. there is the idea of, of letting go and allowing things to happen. But I feel that this really is a binary world <laughs> that acts when the two poles unite in that triangulation like the battery that starts the car. And so you can't always say yes. We, we had a discussion with someone that was on the show a number of years back where um, they felt that the word no was a bad word and if you used any kind of no in your life, you were putting the brakes on. But no and yes are complements to each other and it's just a distilled out whole. It's just looking at it as two separate things. So if you have one and not the other, you get very out of balance. Look at your life. If you're saying yes to everything, you're overwhelmed. If you say no to everything, you're completely congested and you're in a room by yourself. So it's a matter of when do I say yes, when do I say no? And I feel that that's what we're all in the um, process of understanding for ourselves in each moment. And so then we get to the idea of allowing, and we've talked about that on the show for many years, not being attached to an outcome, not having expectations. But I feel to get to the place where you have absolutely no expectations or ideas about what's going to happen renders can render you very powerless as well, where you're walking around waiting for the universe to show up everything for you and you're not really making any conscious decisions in your life. So it's a balance point there and I think that the answer really comes in the moment. What is the right answer for me now? I also feel that with this, the, the new awakenings that we are going through, people think that this is about me and not the we. We're stepping out of the we mentality into the me, the, the codependency of the we. But I tell you, stepping straight into the me is not the answer either. It gets to be a very uncomfortable and sharp world where people don't ever work on anything, that everything is a matter of letting go. And I would just say, don't confuse letting go with throwing away because there are two different things there. Letting go is really an action that when something is done, you open your hand and it goes on to the next thing and the next thing lands in your hand. 
and that if it hasn't gone, if you're having an issue with letting it go, it has some emotional harmony. And you may be served to look at that and look at it from a bigger perspective rather than the finiteness of, of it. And I hung a sign on my wall 10 years ago that said, I place my attention on the faces walking toward me, not the rear ends of those walking away. And it worked well for me for many years where if someone was behaving like a rear end, it just showed me that they were on their way out. Don't hold on. Who's coming into my life? But there are those times where it can be difficult to let go. And maybe it's not time for you to let go in that way. Maybe there's something there, not, not necessarily the relationship or the job or whatever that is, but maybe there's something in there that has another clue about who you are and, and where happiness uh, lies within you, um, like, like a, a directing pointer. And so look for that, heal it, and then it will go away by itself. Well, every once in a while, a moment from childhood pops up in your thinking. And uh, in my mind, that indicates that whatever that moment in childhood was that set off a behaviorism that's now ready to be examined, looked at, and either accepted or dismissed, depending on what the childhood memory is. But they all have this, uh, uh, and it's your brain cueing you into, uh, may as well be using semaphore, uh, explaining that this is the way this thing in particular worked. The um, um, process of um, yes, no, the process of um, deciding, uh, it all comes down to the fact that uh, we human beings are gods, goddesses, non-gender specific divine beings, which is a better way to say it, although it's more words, but still the politically correct way to refer to our existing godhood, our goddesshood, see there it goes again. Anyhow, it's decision, the uh, yes or the no, having the third pole in that is decision. Yes, no, decision. Okay, and, and so that's a very interesting way to look at it because um, it's so easy to become uh, tangled in our obsession with outcome. So. The planet neatly divided into two, the eastern and western hemispheres, just to, we could have gone north-south, but we'll go east-west for the sake of this. So in the eastern hemisphere, the basic philosophy, Buddha-like as it is, is that you just allow and the universe takes care of you, and indeed that is a correct answer. And here in west, uh, western hemisphere, the idea is to get up early, drink 80, 90, 100 cups of coffee, jump in a Mustang, drive to work at 80, 90, 100 miles an hour, and accomplish. Okay, and that is correct also. We're not denying anyone. Uh, now the thing about it is, and getting back to the decision process that's going on here, there are times when you do the allowing and times when you do the I'm taking charge of this, and both are correct. To get this to be free of that attachment to outcome, which is ever so annoying, if we phrase it that way, uh, is to simply say, well, all right, here's my decision. Now, if I do the yes, then I have to see why uh, the yes is a blessing. But before I can see why the yes is a blessing, I also have to see why the no is a blessing. So I must say, I bless it if it does, bless it if it doesn't. Now, if I've taken my time and done the meditation on why no is correct and taken my time and done the meditation on why yes 
is correct, then I can make the decision without attachment to outcome. But without that meditative factor in it, you don't make the decision that way. You make it emotionally. You make it uh, we're full of adrenaline. And being full of adrenaline, while that might be fun, is not necessarily the cleanest, um, most effective. Uh, flat out, it lowers your IQ. Uh, they have proven scientifically that if you're very angry about something, your IQ is lower. I don't know how exactly they tested that. You can see a bunch of volunteers getting paid, some lump sum sitting in a room, <laughs> you know, hooked to the blood chemistry machine, and they're being um, uh, poked, I suppose, with sticks so that they get angry and then they watch the... But then you have to take an IQ test while that's going on. <laughs> you can see how that was... Uh, and who came up with these stats anyhow, but they have done brain chemistry and when you're angry you're full of a particular um, chemical whose name I've forgotten because forgotten it's a little over 30 syllables. Um, that does reduce your IQ. Yeah, but all you have to do is be angry. Just take it for later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, well, I think, well, I would invite people to call in. Um, and uh, tell some things that they're letting go of. Oh, yeah, very now good. remember, letting go is, is, it only happens when it's time. Uh, letting go happens when you're done. There's an actual cycle, uh, yeah. uh, just like the moon, the, the leaves on the trees, it's when it's ready to let go. Mm -hmm. And that if you're struggling with letting go, there's something there for you to see. Uh, you don't have to see it, you can still throw it away or cast it off, but it will revisit you in another form. That's my belief. I know you have a very different belief than I do yeah. in that way. Mm -hmm. But I, I believe that if you don't take the pee out from the mattress, the mattress is always going to be uncomfortable, even if you move to another point in the bed, that forevermore you're going to be readjusting your life around that pee. Um, to me, it's better to get that uh, uh, bump out of the road or wherever that exists, um, and that's the kind of work that I do. So there's no wrong answer. We're just no. giving people two different ways of looking at things. Yeah, very well done. And so what are some of the things that are easy to let go? And um, the things that are easy to let go often, frankly, we just don't even think of it. Mm -hmm. It's done. We're done with the napkin. We throw it in the trash. Um, so letting go is a very easy thing. Your body, your consciousness, your mind, everything knows how to do that. So what is it that's holding on? And I also think it's very critical to not, or it's very critical to not be critical. It's very important, crucial, to not be critical of yourself wherever you're at, wherever you are at. Sometimes it's good to let go of things, but I tell you that society is emo becoming emotionally disposable, where somebody does something you don't like, they, they put their napkin on the wrong side of the plate, it's oh, off with In their fidel. heads, off yes. with their heads, next, next, next. And, and, and we just have this long, steady stream of ever more increasing people in our life uh, because we're afraid to look at our role in, in these things in our life. So it's a good opportunity to do both. And I think we have a call. Yes, we do. The party game off with their head, we could uh, yeah. get that pin the tail and Instead Hasbro. of pin the tail on the donkey. Off with the head. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Neville. This is Lena. Hi, Mary. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy yeah, New Year too. to you. Um, I called one time before, and uh, I just want to clarify something. I said uh, that you guys better than doctors. Well, oh, what I you. really meant was <laughs> that 
um, people believe that doctors have the knowledge to fix us, and uh, yeah. I feel that your program, your knowledge, give people, give us uh, knowledge to fix ourselves. Yes, ah. that's what I meant by better. Yeah, than well, thank you for yeah. that. That's so that's so well said, and it's so heartening because Neville and I really have devoted the last fifteen lifetime, years uh, and lifetimes. and our crew here supporting yeah. us. To get well, that across, to get the idea that the power lies in you, and mm -hmm. um, thank you for hearing that. I, I think that we we actually get very little feedback from people um, to see that people are hearing this. I mean, well, uh, we, correspondingly, because I think people are ready to hear that somebody else has the power. You know what I mean? Well, that's important to realize. We always yeah. look around to see if somebody can help us with some kind of magic pill or some mm -hmm. kind of magic book. But reality is that you have to help yourself. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can do it for you. Very but good. What's good to have a food for thinking, and you definitely give uh, enough information to to fix whatever issue people have. Well, thank but, um, you. I, I'm sorry. I do have a question. Sure. I would no. like to ask uh, about the subject you guys discussing today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, about letting go of things. Um, if you feel like you let go of things and you forgive and forget and you don't think about situation or person um, and then time goes by and it pops up again in your life. Mm -hmm. um, so based on uh, that we create our own reality with our thoughts and if we think about it subconsciously, we don't think, you don't think that you think about it, but it pops out in your life that it means that you created it. So yeah. then it, you must thought about it. So does it mean that you really didn't let it go, or it just means that it brings back to you as a lesson to learn and just see your reaction and see if you really truly learn, um, you know, how to deal with a certain situation? Can you please clarify that for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a uh, great one. Yeah. I, think. I, I think it's very easy to trip over the language that we think in. And uh, when you were saying, all right, so well then I forgive this situation, that's a very much of a disconnect because that's uh, uh, really steeped in victim uh, mentality and there simply are no victims because all of us choose everything that happens to us. And I know that's beyond, uh, Lena, I'm sure that you understand, but it's beyond the average person, by far beyond the average person, to understand that what's happening in their life is their idea. So when we get a repeating lesson in life, it just keeps coming up again and again and again, uh, we will not be letting go of that until we don't think of forgiving. We think of searching for the love involved in this. Why is this situation love? Well, it's come up again and again and again in order to get across to us the possibility of recognizing that it, it's, it's um, love. It's a thing that is providing us with an opportunity to grow and change. And therefore, once you love it, it no longer has the ability to um, haunt you. As long as you have fear of it, as long as you're forgiving it as though that's um, a powerful thing to say, because it's not a powerful thing to say, it's really actually a very wimpy thing to say. It's saying, well, it was your fault, but I forgive you. No, 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 but thank you for doing that. I love you for doing that. You've opened my eyes to something. And come here, let me give you a big, oh, it ran away. Come well, here, I love you. I, uh, well, I, 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 yeah. would, I would say that um, just my, my point of view on that mm -hmm. and, um, is that the reason it comes up is because the pee is still under the mattress. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, forgiveness is like deleting the icon off the desktop, but the program is still running. Um, the, when I work with people, I tell them it's not so much about forgiving. And I know a lot of people have different views, and I'm not telling you not to believe what you believe, but this is just what I believe, and, I, and it can help some people out there, mm -hmm. just like every belief can. Um, that if you go to forgiving, as I was saying, it, it, it deletes the, um, the icon, but the program is still running. It'll surface in another area of your life. You're going to hit that P under the mattress eventually somewhere else. Whereas if you go right into it, and sometimes the forgiveness makes it so we can't go directly and feel what we feel. Because what happens is an event comes, it makes us have a feeling. And then that feeling alters our literal, our um, electrical system in our body. And if we don't move that feeling, our electrical system is shorted out. And so emotion comes to move that feeling out. Anger, um, frustration, whatever it is. And it moves it out and it pushes those feelings out. And then we get back into our own order. But our world does not provide for that because people when they speak their feelings are often just completely cut off and ostracized or discarded. And so people hold it back and, and everything. And so if there's a situation where you felt you forgave and you let go and it keeps recurring, I would look and say, where, first of all, when, when was the first instance of this? And you know, it's hard to, do you feel like talking about the nature of that? Well, oh. it's a broad. I'm I'm talking about a lot of situation, personal and not okay. personal. But what I'm getting from what you guys saying is, once again, if you approach life with love, there's nothing to let it go because you live in a moment. You don't think about your past and you don't worry about your future. You in a zone where you don't have to worry about like marinating yourself right. with the things and situation which you live through or people or anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that, that, is, that is a lot, lot to do with it. And sometimes we get those disruptions from things in our past, from beliefs we've gotten about ourselves. And but so how do you detect if you are in that, I guess you just check yourself, see if you're thinking about stuff, right? Yeah. Well, like, let's say, I, it, this is a little um, tricky to talk about if there's not something specific, but l let me just make something up. Let's say... Um, we can talk specifically, like, um, for example, I was married before, and we were married uh, for four years, and no kids involved, and got divorced, and um, to just let it go. I mean, no, no issues, no nothing. And uh, I was feeling like I let it go, and was not thinking if there's anything to be resolved, move on with my life, and then... Four years later, this person comes back uh, through his uh, life or th who's through his wife and start bothering me. And I'm like, why? I, don't, I was not mm -hmm. even inviting it in my life. There's nothing to resolve. Why would it come back to me? Well, that, that is interesting, mm -hmm. um, particularly if, if you had moved on. And now, sometimes, um, I don't know, I have like a lot of thoughts. Did you want to say something? Well, I don't there's wanna... a few things. Well, I go ahead and say it. I, I don't, I don't want to capitalize uh, it. Lessening, you know, your allegory to the P, which I always feel was the other P, it's possible for that to no. be in the bed. Oh. But um, that the princess was actually a bedwetter and that was all a disguised uh, parable. But nonetheless, um, lessening it, lessening the P, the bump in the mattress, lessening that by running energy through it, which is how you would lessen it, 
which is know. by letting the feelings move, right, which is an right. emotion, is an energy in motion. Exactly. Is so done do, I, do, do I lie to myself that I let it go? Uh, well, I think you're being tricked into thinking that you still have something to accomplish with him. Um, now, what I would look at is maybe somewhere growing up, people made you feel you were accountable or responsible for the way they felt. And um, sometimes parents will like, look what you made me do. You're making, you're driving me crazy or something to a kid. And so that kid, this is just an example, can grow up thinking that every time someone gets upset, it's their fault. And so it could be a lesson like that and not really anything about him specifically or even relationships. Yeah, the way you we're know what wired. I mean? But, but truly, do we, how much attention we put to it? Do I need to, is, is it is very important for me to dig into it? Or what I'm saying, just let it go. And if it's so, how do you let it go? Well, I, I think, to me personally, I, for Neville, like he was saying, but I'll let you say it, but he just like dismisses it and lets it go and just turns it off. Everybody mm -hmm. is different. Mm -hmm. If it feels like it's not something you can let go of, I would really look and say, what is the hold that it has? What part of me, if you really feel you have finished business with him and he's doing all this to you, then I, w I would look inside and say, what part of me feels I deserve this or that that's my role or that I still owe him something even because there's some harmony. It's yeah. not necessarily directly related to him in the relationship, but it could be these side programs like I was saying Sometimes parents can make us think that, that um, everything is our fault and, and find that program and look at it and then you deal with that and that just goes away then. It's really amazing how that happens. There's a phenomenal amount of brainwashing. We human beings are, um, from even before we're born, the brainwashing has begun. And uh, there is such a superstitious nature in us that the word marriage, the idea of the, the bonding, um, first of obligation. all, obligation. Well, mm -hmm. obligation, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, he, in whatever words he used, but he switched that on when he got in touch with you. See, dunk, you weren't thinking about him. This was long gone, and he's just turned on this light and walked into the room. And you would say, perhaps, thank you very much, and uh, you know we are complete. And then it becomes uh, restraining orders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the idea that you're allowed to be complete and move on with your life. He was complete and moved on with him. And then he went, oh, gee, I can get some more. And this is where this comes from. Attention. The single most valuable thing on our planet is not what anyone would suspect. Uh, and that is attention. That is the single most valuable thing there is for human beings. Well, yes. I know that. I have right. a five-year-old. <laughs> okay, well then that's, that's the thing. Now as much as we love the five-year-old, you cannot spend 100% of your attention on the five-year-old because if you did do that, they would never be happy being alone. They could not be okay with being themselves. So we have to explain that there's attention from others and there's your own attention and it is your own attention that is what is valuable to us here on the planet. Well, but, okay, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just to what say. I was mostly wondering, I'm, I'm so sorry guys, I'm taking all your time, I promise. No, no, we don't, it's good. Um, what this I was wondering, everyone. if I was thinking about, if this came in my life, does it mean that I was thinking about it? I know I did, and so why would it come in no, my life? No, no, because, because there's some, something in that harmony that may be going on in your life. Not necessarily him, 
That just was the tool used by the universe. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I was in this room one time where there were two co three college kids. And it was like a party. Everybody had been drinking kind of thing. And one college kid was standing there, and this other guy comes up, drunk, obviously been drinking. He says, let me have your car keys. I want to go get more beer. He says, no. And so he asked this other guy, give me your car keys. I want to get some beer. And he goes, well, uh, I'm going to be using the car in a little while. And uh, now he goes, well, I'll be right back. Uh, just uh, five minutes. No, because um, I, I don't know when I'm going to want to leave. Just give me your car keys. I'll be back. He answered every excuse, in other words. So the guy gave him the keys. And I saw this guy's face. He was just like, oh, my God, what did I just do? I gave my keys. My parents did everything to get me this car. And here I did this. And I thought, what is the difference? Both kids said no. Well, the first kid had absolutely no guilt, no opening. And he said no, and no one tried to give that to him. The second kid had guilt about it, and there was an opening. And I don't mean guilt like he did something wrong to that person, but this, this guilt consciousness that somehow I, I'm not measuring up. It's like his yeah, arrows were pointed in. Please, right? Because what parents did. Oh, yeah, please. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he has some issue within himself mm -hmm. that allowed him to be open to that. And so if your ex-husband is doing something now, it's because there's some guilt opening. And it may not have be a guilt opening having anything to do with him at all, but it's a guilt opening. I can guarantee it. It's just a matter of finding what it is. It could be something in a completely different area, but that the universe is just using this. Because if the universe knew that you were going to say no without any conflict of mind, then he just wouldn't be there. So should we look at ourselves sometimes when we're in a situation like this as a tool to help other person? It's just as a tool of love or, or expression of love? I would look at it or as love? a tool to becoming at one with yourself mm -hmm. and finding where is it that I feel guilty um, or sad or responsible or whatever that is. Just use it as a great mystery to go on within yourself and nobody else has any control over that. So mm -hmm. we can heal it completely. Mm -hmm. And then, and then maybe not even look at it as healing him because that could be the program right there is he's getting in on that opening that you feel yeah, you must heal him. Yeah, he feels he can get more attention from the situation. And the thing about saying the word no is that if you put any other word in that equation, it's no longer no, it's maybe. Huh. Yeah, any other word, you just even thank you. No, thank you. Oh, come on, have some. No. Oh, I can't even get myself to repeat. You know, even thank you. You just simply say no. Now, to understand love more, there's love of self and love of others. Okay. Now, technically speaking, and this is my opinion, that if we are to be whole human beings, then it must be 51% love of, love of, self and 49% love of others for the simple truth that if you don't love yourself enough to nourish yourself, you will not be able to love anyone else. That's why you cannot spend 100% of your life in service to your five-year-old because there would be no you. You would die from doing that. Absolutely, and lose respect in his eyes because mom That's is just, true a, too. just now, a provider of 
something, right? right? Mm -hmm. Food or comfort. Now, um, if you think of the ex-husband as a five-year-old, this will begin to clear in front of you. Follow? It's just someone demanding attention, someone demanding attention. And you just say, no, and that's that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and because you know, we don't uh, get just, that. Just a final thought, maybe it can help people just like it helped me. Oh. The realization of our unity as one is, I looked at it one day, uh, fire, fireworks, and I was like, oh, that's what it is. The God is a base of fireworks, and when you shoot it, the little tiny sparks, that's people. So we are <laughs> came from same, we are same. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know? we are one, that is a correct yeah. answer. So Absolutely. then you can look at people and you like drop all judges, and you're like, okay, well, we're here to enjoy an experience, that's bottom line. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank very you. good. Yeah. Thank you, Lena. It was so lovely to yeah. hear from you as always. Yeah, uh, we and love your call. Thank you. Yeah, very, very wonderful conversation. And that's that's what we we're here. The third guest on our show, the third person is you, the audience. So, yeah, so please by do all call means. in. Yeah. But I, I think that that's so important. I when you said that about the fireworks, which I think is a very lovely thought, it it reminded me of there were times when I would get into conflict or be upset about something and one of the ways I came to a balance point with it was to pull myself out and imagine that I was both of these people. I wasn't just the me in this, I was the other person too. And it, it was so helpful to me and it's not just looking at their side of it and an and intellectual thing. It's that feeling, all the stuff that they brought to the table in their feelings, and then looking at my side. And I think it's important to hold our, our space as much as we can, hold mm -hmm. our line. And, um, you know, it's not always about being uh, the, you know, taking it and turning the other cheek and letting people punch you either. Sometimes you just say no, and you say that was a, a, a yeah. crappy thing to do. And I, I don't appreciate it. I, I mean, it's okay to speak, too. Yeah, people are uh, very easy to understand. Whatever that other human being is doing, and especially the way they think of you, is in reality the way they think of themselves. We've had so many episodes of this. If a person actively insults you, they are talking about one and only one subject, and that is what they don't like about themselves. And as soon as the person has identified whatever it is they don't like about themselves, you can, in a very kind and compassionate way, understand that that's what's troubling them, that it had nothing whatsoever to do with you. It had only to do with them. Nobody seems, uh, we're well insulated by the ego in the um, formation of our incarnation. We all talk about ourselves there's no artist who's ever done anything but a self-portrait. There's no author that has ever told a story about anything other than themselves. Now, if the author or the artist is a genius, then he's hit upon um, a chunk of himself that's common to many, 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 many people. And that's why mysteries are such a popular way of doing things. And for those that like sci-fi, that's why that's so popular for those people, etc. You know, so everyone is constantly telling everyone else who they are. And as fascinating as that may be, we don't get much chance then to figure out who it is we are because we're right from the start catapulted into um, misalignment. Um, it would be first that you would love yourself 
and then you would love, you would figure out what it is you would love to do with your life, and then you would find someone to love. But the way it works, you first find someone to love, you never do find out who you are or what you love about yourself, and uh, then you are either, uh, then you're just forced into doing something that makes enough money uh, to be at a certain level, and then that's the way the whole thing happens. But the person that, that doesn't do it that way, that first figures out that they love themselves, then figures out what they would love to do with their life, then they go on to a magnificence, and then find you know, the person that they are to be in love with. And uh, we do, uh, we have our next caller. Okay, great. Hi caller, what's your name please? Hey, it's Jerry. Jerry! Hey! How did hey. you get in the phone? Jerry of Monster Madhouse? Yes, Jerry of Monster I love, Madhouse. I love live television, it's so wonderful. I've been watching the program and, uh, you know, I've, I've been through a lot of these kind of things where people and situations come and go in your life. <clears throat> but as far as letting go, some of it you have to hold on to because, you know, you put things into that too. Uh, trips or things that you created together. You have to let go a part of it, but you got to keep part of it too. You yeah. know, you know, you are, that is so brilliant mm -hmm. and it's so true because some of the things I've said to people um, that, that I've counseled over the years when there's a relationship that breaks up, we think that, let's say we're together for five years and there are some wonderful things that happen in that five years and then it goes south, or as they say, or it goes sour. And then we right. think we have to throw away all those good times too. No wonder it hurts so much because we're throwing away five years of us as well. Mm -hmm. And so right. I, I, I see your point. That's very good. Yeah, but to, to, to be able to go back through those things and keep the parts that were you and the parts that are good and the things that you have to learn from the bad because, God, where did I read the quote? Uh, I think maybe even Neville told me this. It's, you got to learn. You don't learn what not to do. You have to learn what to do. Hmm. So from these things, you have to keep those things uh, that, that went down to be able to move forward and identify those kind of situations before you even get into them. Yeah. But to let go of complete memories just seems so difficult to try to erase, you know, Yeah. that I've found that I have to hold on to a lot of those things in order to uh, take inventory, I guess. You know, because it is, it does, the events also equate over to time and years that, um, you know, you can't let go of years in your memory, I guess, unless you get hit well, in the head or well, something. One thing, one thing that <laughs> I would say technique. that's very helpful is sometimes we will have those memories assigned to a relationship. Mm -hmm. And what I have done in the past is to reassign them back onto the story of my life. And right. that's very helpful to do. Um, and also to keep it in context. Just because it's not working out now, it doesn't sour everything that has come before. Mm -hmm. right. And that it was beautiful and allow yourself to think of it with, with an open heart. Um, yeah, well that's very good. Right. Very good, Jerry. Because I, I think, Mary, you had, you had said something before too about, about it's like a kite or a balloon. That when you let it go, you can still see it. But you just, they're not holding on to it anymore and it takes its own course. And mm -hmm. it just slowly vanishes off, but that balloon's still somewhere. <laughs> Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's blowing up. Right. Yes. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great subject. I'm 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 watching and enjoying the show. Um, 
Well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing on live television. It's a great service to so many people and uh, very enlightening stuff. Oh, well, thanks, Jerry. Thanks, yeah. you're, you're a great guy. You do so much for the world yourself, so thank you. <laughs> thanks. Okay, guys, have a great show. You too. Yeah, thank you, too, you. man. Yeah, and yeah. you can check out Jerry's show um, on Monster Madhouse, which is a mm -hmm. wonderful show. It's fun. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Fun and yeah. Com yeah, comedy brilliant, and brilliant, horror, uh, horror, old Godzilla movies and such like that. Yeah, so no, very lighthearted. Uh, you know, I have a quote that keeps going through my mind, um, and I don't know if it's my words, uh, or I read it someplace. What I do have a memory of is Spellcheck correcting the spelling of Houdini. Really, what's the quote? The quote is, love life like Houdini loved the straitjacket. I don't know if I thought that or not. It's unbelievably profound as far as I'm concerned, and I can't remember where. It doesn't if, matter. Just let, it, read let it, the balloon go, as Jerry. <laughs> yeah, but I like to keep tabs on what comes into my mind well, and from too. where. Well, I do, too. I do, too, but a lot of my stuff gets dissipated, too, and, and uh, well, then it's kind of like out there in the mass thing. If somebody so, is looking for... But that's an interesting for, thing. If somebody's looking for a tattoo, this is it. Love life like Houdini loved the straitjacket or the pee or whatever the thing that is annoying you because that, that to me, is the... Um, fail safe in the mind to get me to, uh, hmm. if this is really something that's upsetting me, it's because I'm not recognizing what there is love, the love in it. And so I'm retraining my brain. Well, the love in it would better be and better. A, a further um, Well, he loved the straitjacket because it made him famous. There's nobody who doesn't say Houdini and straitjacket in the same sentence when they're talking about him. Well, he could love it also because it made him challenge himself and see yes. where his limits are or, or expansion or who he is really and what he loves. Just like we will create bad marriages and things like that to, so that we can get out of them and see who we are. God makes things simple, man makes things complicated. We love our puzzles and there's nothing wrong with that. But when we're caught in a straitjacket or yeah. a situation that we're unhappy, it's important to remember that we're doing it for our own self-learning. And every pea and every mattress is there to be discovered, not to be buried. And so we are the most brave when we can look at ourselves and talk honestly and openly with other people and ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I say relationships are always worth working on, looking into. It's love brings out anything unlike love so that it may be healed. We're missing opportunities to just say, I'm letting you go. I'm going to throw you away because the grass is always greener. There's always going to be a person where my own crap won't come up with. That, that is not, that's just not true. Your, your stuff's going to come up. Why don't you just deal with it when it's there? Stuff. And we have, um, here is a... Uh, our, our duck, our duck dangler is also camera one, operator, camera two, operator, camera three, operator, and the floor director. So we could use volunteers, in and other words. duck dangler, yes, and yeah. definitely if you and can, our audio volunteer. And <laughs> our audio person had to come in here to uh, set, up the camera. set up the camera for our duck dangler. So we can now see Rick Glorious and his Rick Yay! Yes. So we are definitely in a skeleton crew lately. Yes, okay. it's just we haven't been My feeding My card from Mary's Magical Message Cards is mm -hmm. love is in the air. Inhale it deeply. Exhale your song. Oh, that's lovely. Great changes are underway. It is time to open up to your potential. Let your light shine for all the world to see. Brilliant yes. quote. Yeah. 
Very well done. Thank you. Up the duck's on fire. There we go. No, he's not. No, this is the. Uh, oh, he just maybe got maybe some people silly. lit uh, candles with this. This is interesting. Yes. Yeah. You know, I have made so many different candles. Um, I've made treasure candles, which it's cold I in made. the studio. And um, my fingers. Go ahead. You want one of these? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so candles, uh, I've done this most of my life, candles yeah. with little charms and crystals and mm -hmm. coins in it that appear as you burn it. I've done uh, candles that are, are tuned with bowls um, the whole time that they're hardening. Mm -hmm. And uh, many different manifestation kind. So I am going to be making candles soon and then I'm probably going out of the candle making business just for um, space. Mm -hmm. um, purposes, so I'll let people know when that happens if anybody wants to get a few yeah. of I know the calls are about to begin. I had shown everyone this invention per se. There we go. Oh, here we are. This is an amplified choker ray you probably recognize, and then I put the balls on it to amplify it, which worked, because then I can see uh, the, the electric current that goes between the two balls is actually a readout of myself. And then the, over the holidays that just occurred, uh, I commissioned them uh, to be cast in silver, and here's the silver version of them, okay, which is uh, very, very different all the way around. I mean, they do the same thing. There's the same signal between the two, which is my biofeed, but they're unbelievably sweet. They just have a. Uh, they're beautiful. A different, they different feel, feel even better. We've yeah. got several calls. I know, we have the calls. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, Mr. Vita. Oh, Edith. Hey, Edith. hey, how are we doing? Good. I'm just calling for a reading from Mary, and I'll hang up. Thanks a lot. Oh, sure. thank you. Thank you. And uh, Neville, those, uh, by the way, if anybody wants further information about those, contact us. It, they are phenomenal when you hold those. I, I really have never felt anything like that in my life. I know. It's, it's just remarkable really quite thing. stunning. Okay, well, I'm using this Celestial Dreams. I, I think that's what they're called, um, tarot deck from... Carol Hertzer, which she um, embellishes uh, with color, um, the regular writer weight, and it's, they're really lovely. So this is the Two of Swords, and it can mean a lot of things, but I have always felt that sometimes it's in our own silence that our emotions will become balanced, and that it's not a matter of looking at what side is right and what side is wrong, but just to go inward. Um, and when we feel that we're stuck or inhibited, on making a decision, like an emotional decision about a course of action or a path to take. It's saying just be still with it because the answer is going to come. I almost felt like there's a, a fork in the road where you're going to make a decision to do something spiritual. That card's upside down. This is kind of like being chained to uh, the idea of something fixed, uh, like society's belief in what is right for you to stay and work and make money and do all that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I think we have to also make intelligent decisions to take care of ourselves. But what it's saying is un unhook yourself from maybe some of your beliefs and um, that there might be that, that opportunity to go forward in a new direction. And this is also saying that the beginning of a new project or something um, that is tangible in the 3D. And I don't know if you've ever thought of going into the ministry or doing something like that, but I was feeling that that might be a choice coming for you. That would be very interesting and you could learn a lot about yourself and the universe, so to speak. Do we have another call? Thank you, Edith. Hi, yeah, thank you. Uh, hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, my name is John. 
John, what can we do for you? Hey, John. Yes, um, I, I have a question. I have uh, an issue in my house where I'm seeing stuff where nobody else sees it, and I'm hearing stuff and nobody else hears it. And the things I've been seeing are almost like, almost like a, a, a negative in a picture, like the old, you know, like you had an old negative, like from a camera. Mm -hmm. I will see these uh, visions of uh, almost like a negative in the in a picture camera uh, appearing in my house and uh, on many occasions and, and, and almost in front of other people and they don't see them and I just was wondering if this is my imagination or does this sound like well, you know something, something is uh, possible or well something interesting John is I have read a couple cases with that about that and what happens often is as the third eye, the pineal gland, and if we look at the idea that we can dream when we're, a, well, I mean, we're, we can um, see things in our dreams even though our eyes are closed. There's another part of us that's visualizing things, which we could call our third eye. And that there have been reports that people, when that is really becoming activated, see things in the negative, um, like a negative image uh, mm -hmm. on a film. And so it could be that you're really opening up to that. and. At the same time, that's great spiritual and everything. We still have to function in 3D reality. So I would be real conscious of saying um, this is uh, uh, this image. It's not really what's here and orienting yourself in that. And, and you know, people also have to use their judgment whether they feel it's, it's overwhelming to them and that they, they feel they need to get that checked out too. Yeah, well, that's, all of this is true and also the uh, since the uh, end of the 2012 um, concept, I know there's been a year since then, uh, but this year has been massive in its um, uh, lessening of the density so that I think um, more information comes through. And as Mary's saying, it is very important to be aware of the fact that we remain as mortals here. We um, exist within the... Uh, uh, what makes reality what it is is the belief that reality is what it is. And so with the uh, increasing of the frequency occurring for us, uh, it's easier to see through certain things, but still you must play with the others. And uh, that may be uh, the place at which uh, you're existing at the moment. So loving you would look like uh, finding out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks, John. Hey, yeah, and John, um, feel free to call us back next time because I think we could probably talk a little more about that. Yeah, well, there's sabbatical okay. next we week, a, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we won't be live next week, but the following week. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you some more. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah. uh, do, do we have Our time next to caller? Hi, call? caller. What's your name, please? Hi, you're Hello. on the air. Hello. Hey Hi, there. what's your Hello. name? Hi there, this is Michael. Hi, Michael. Michael. What can we do for you? Mm -hmm. Hello, um, I'd like to get a reading, please. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'd be most and happy to. I'll hang to. up, but I love the sage candle. <laughs> oh, thank you. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Right. Lovely. Okay, well, this, this card here, it, it can talk about, I always think of it as king of the hill. Like, like, we have our own accomplishments in life, and sometimes we feel like we have to defend them or that there's something, some force that's going to wrench it out of our hands. But really that force is just that straitjacket, like Neville was saying with Houdini, that gets us to feel a containment, a sense of urgency, a, a direction. And so sometimes we can have things come up in our life 
that may make us feel a little threatened or uncomfortable or whatever, but it's really to get us pointed in the right direction. And it's saying that everything is right on track. You're the king of the hill. You're right where is good for you to be. And the next card is the, I believe, the, the high priestess. And she sits there as the, the, the um, master, the governor of our emotional and psychic worlds. And she's really on top of things. Uh, the water behind her, she's the master. She's been doing it for so long. So trust your feelings and your intuition right now. Words and things externally can be one thing, um, and, but we sense a much greater reality that goes on behind it. So really pay attention to that. And I, I feel like this might be in reference to somebody that's in your life um, or, or maybe an aspect of, our, of yourself or ourselves where we feel like there's nothing we can do to make ourselves happy or there's nothing we can do to make this other person happy. And so it's saying that why go down that path? Just stay true to who you are, stay in your truth, and that end, end result will, will pay off really well. And do we have time for another? Yes. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Hi, what's you your doing? name? Um, I was uh, wondering if you could um, help me with to see if my finance is going to get better in my financial situation. It just seems that a lot of things are breaking in my house and all coming at one time and it's a relief coming in. I'll be able to earn more money. Okay, let me pull some cards. And if we look at um, the money thing is always being within our power and it's not about oh, I'm a good manifester or not, but it's a matter of seeing what the lessons are in things or what the uh -huh. information is. So the first card, well, I'm, I would say of all the cards in the deck, uh, when it comes to money, this is about new money coming and new opportunity. You can look at that gate walking through that and going off to having these really easily met goals. The mountains are there, but they're not huge. And the that's, that can talk about uh, money coming from nowhere because it's a hand coming out of the clouds, coming from thought, um, idea into physical manifestation. Boy, and then we get another ace of wands, which is talking about creativity, which might even be an opportunity to start your own company or doing something as a contractor or private consultant. Call a company or an organization or somebody that you may have tr attempted to get in with in the, in the past, maybe a couple years ago because there might be more of an opportunity waiting for you there. And then we have this, and then all that is saying that there's a part of you that may have created all this, turned your whole world upside down so that you could see things through a different light, and it not being so much about what am I, I, I really feel that we came here to define our success by how happy we are, not to define our happiness by how successful we are, and I think that that's something you're really getting. You needed to look at this from a, a different direction. That's yeah, basically very well it. Done. Okay, yeah. well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, owing to the snowstorm, we will not be at Ruby Tuesdays tonight, just for everyone to not come out, although I don't think that was really a necessary thing. And we have about a minute. Oh, do you mind if I? Oh, open please. One of these? Yeah. Yeah, we can hold this up again. And I, I would like to talk, uh, you know, address John, too. Um, if you would call back in two weeks, maybe we'll do a show on the third eye or something and, and maybe get a little more detail about that because uh, I, would, I would like to be of service in, in whatever way. But always trust your instincts. Mm -hmm. These are just such a delight. This if trade. you hold them, well, keep both for a second and you can demonstrate. Um, 
they fit the hands so very well. Oh, and they're so lovely. Yeah. Oh. And once they warm to your body temperature, and you would think that was warming to your body temperature, but it's actually harmonizing with your frequency. And then you could use them uh, as a healing tool if you're initiated Sekim or uh, possibly Reiki. Uh, these are the amplified version of the Chokurei. Um, holding it in your hand and you can rub um, It'll transfer energy. Won't drain you at all. It's our joy and honor to take you to the door. Mm -hmm. uh, Happy New Year. Happy letting go. Yeah, happy mm -hmm. letting, like Festivus, letting go of us. I'll tell you all the ways you've disappointed me throughout the year. Thank you.